For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Raphael. And this is what Raphael has to say. Hi Sandman, I love your work. And I was hoping that this video request can ease the tension a little bit in the Manosphere. Can you please do a video on the famous Our Gang or Little Rascals He-Man Woman Haters Club, which is referenced in the film as well as the original shorts? which is at least a 60-year difference showing that little boys don't change much in terms of their clarity about little girls who spoil our fun. We seem to know innately that girls are bad business until our judgment gets clouded by sexual awareness and hormones. Would you please touch on Alfalfa being the original mangina? How he would sell out his guys for a kiss on the cheek? Thank you. Well, that's what Raphael has to say. And I couldn't agree more with him. I will use Our Gang, The Little Rascals, and Hal Roach's Rascals interchangeably in this video. So just remember that they all basically mean the same thing. Covering this topic reminds me of a message that I got here on YouTube a few weeks ago. And it reads something like this. If you ask a 50-year-old man what he thinks about girls and women, he'll tell you that they're stupid. And if you ask a 10-year-old boy what he thinks about girls and women, He'll also tell you that they're stupid. But if you ask a man between the age of 20 and 30 years of age, he'll tell you that they're the best thing since sliced bread. And Raphael is right to assume that men's hormones get the best of them after they hit puberty. For me, my hormones didn't kick in until I was about in the ninth grade, or about 13 or 14 years old. And then I couldn't get girls off my mind. And the first time I felt that women were spoiling my fun, was when I was in my mid-twenties and started traveling on my own around the world while my girlfriend stayed at home. But getting back to our gang and the He-Man Woman Haters Club, I'm going to reference a specific short movie, and I'm going to add that movie to the YouTube description below. So if you watch it first, then this video will make more sense to you, and it'll be easier to digest. But regardless of whether you watch the video or not, I'm going to try to make this video so that everyone can follow along. Anyways, the video begins with a bunch of boys that all rage in age from about 7 to about 12, and they're sitting in their clubhouse and trying to decide that henceforth they shall be known as the He-Man Woman Haters Club, and they nominate Alfalfa to be their leader without his knowledge. Alfalfa is the kid with a part in the middle of his head and a bunch of hair sticking out at the back. In the film short, Alfalfa sends a love letter to Darla, the girl that he loves, and at the same time as the letter is being delivered, he accepts the knowledge to be the leader of the He-Man Woman Haters Club, without realizing that the letter he is sending is considered against the rules. So then he rushes off to stop the letter from being delivered. And in the process, the other guys track him down to Darla's house and want to spank his butt with something that looks like a cricket bat. So instead of being found out and getting his bottom spanked, he dresses up like a girl and entertains all of his male friends at Darla's house. What I found kind of shocking is that this was like a drag show back in 1937. 
I can guarantee that if a grown man dressed like a woman back then, he most certainly would have been beaten up and dragged off to jail. But there's Alfalfa, dressing up like a girl. And what's even more shocking is the boys in this film hated girls, and two seconds later they saw Alfalfa in drag, and then they were basically attracted to girls. I think the purpose of this film is to show the love-hate relationship boys have with women, especially as they hit puberty. They start to mature and get attracted to women, but at the same time they see women for what they really are, and they hate it, and it's kind of like a paradox. After all, their group is called the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Before boys mature, they often hate girls, and then suddenly, as if you flick a switch, they like them, and give them most of their attention. And it's not until a man's 30s or 40s do the hormones settle down enough for us to see women for who and what they are. Men from roughly the age of 12 until they're in their mid-40s are in a hormonal sexual trance. At Darla's house, alfalfa and drag basically provides comfort food in the form of cookies to the other kids. And that got me thinking. When women feed men, it's often a way to train them to associate satisfaction and relief from hunger with women. And women control men through their bellies. And that's what I was seeing in this little rascals film. One of the older boys even says he doesn't hate girls anymore after he eats the cookie. But the younger guys still have a disgusted look on their face and look at Darla with disdain. Watching this short film kind of makes me feel that Alfalfa is, after all, the original Mangina in our gang because he's the oldest and because he's the first to fall prey to his hormones. That's why I have to commend the guys out there that often take the red pills in their late teens or their early 20s. At that point in their lives, their bonding and sexual chemicals are at their highest, and they're essentially avoiding the bonding experience altogether. That shows your strength and your resolve, and that's something that I was unable to do while in my 20s. Watching The Little Rascals is like watching schizophrenic human beings. They are halfway between men and boys, and you can see the pain that they are going through in a sort of paradox. And I think that's what made this short film series so popular in the 1930s. The interesting thing about this show is that it was created in a time when children were mostly seen as young adults. They were supposed to act like adults, dress like adults, and there was really no separate teenage or kid culture. What we're seeing in these short films is the start of a consumer culture for kids. Anyways, another interesting parallel between the He-Man Woman Haters Club is the link to secret societies. At the beginning of this short film, the character Spanky pounds a table that's shaped like a chessboard. And chess and checker-based patterns are often what you find in Masonic lodges. So in a way, it's saying that these boys are a secret society until they discover girls. And the funny thing about the Freemasons is that they don't allow women into their organization, for the most part. The tragedy behind Masonic lodges is that many of them are closing up all over North America. At the same time, men need more male spaces in this city as well as others. There are even some places in Toronto, Canada, where they want to turn Masonic lodges and temples into condominiums. And I often wonder if our gang is really a way to condition young men to accept becoming members of Freemasonry later in life, especially in the 1930s when it was still popular and it was still part of society. Another reason we can consider that Alfalfa is a mangina is because he pretends not to like girls but behind the backs of the boys, he is pandering to women at the same time. At one point, he offers to do Darla's homework if she doesn't rat him out to his friends. So effectively, he is giving her power over his life, and in return, she promises not to shame him. This is interesting because it is one of the main points of female power, 
Without a woman in a man's life, he has to endure the shame of not having a female partner, and thus be ostracized from society. In this case, Alfalfa is caught in a predicament. Does he lose his friends, or does he lose his female lover? This is something many of us guys that were in long-term relationships had to face. If we left the woman, then we would lose our joint friendships that we have, and often become social outcasts. In this film, Alfalfa is basically handing Darla the keys to his social life. She doesn't end up ratting him out, but I'm sure that she will probably ask him for a big favor further down the line in their relationship. Besides hormones, the greatest enemy for men going their own way is social conditioning. Society telling us that we have to be in relationships, that we have to fall in love, and that we have to get married. If these things were truly in our own best interests, we wouldn't need constant 24-hour media bombardment telling us that family life is better than the single life. The Little Rascals was a form of social conditioning for young kids, but make no mistake about it, it was still a form of control and manipulation. Well, that's all I've got to say on this particular topic. Anyways, lately I've been wrestling with the idea of creating videos that are free of donations and cover topics that I find fascinating personally. Do you guys think that I should set up a Patreon account? I know for sure that if Patreon ever came up with a stock or basically needed investors, I would give them money or invest in their particular financial instruments. I think it's a totally brilliant idea and deserves more funding. Girl Writes What is also toying with the idea of adding Patreon to her own YouTube channel and to start taking donations in that particular way. Considering I do a video a day, I would have to set up some kind of a monthly donation scheme. Does anyone have any experience with Patreon? What do you guys think? Would you guys rather see more content from topics that I come up with and that I'm personally fascinated with, or would you like to see more user-suggested topics? Or perhaps a hybrid form, because I enjoy doing user-suggested topics as well as the ones that I do myself. The best thing about using Patreon to pay for our content is that we don't have to rely on Google advertising while we can still use YouTube to host our videos. Or even if many of the MGTOWs are kicked out of YouTube, we can still migrate to other video services and continue to make money and continue to fund our channels. One guy that I would support, who also has Patreon, is called the son of a cad. He set up his Patreon account and he had no job in how his YouTube channel is growing and he's probably getting three to four hundred dollars per month. Another guy I'd love to see implement Patreon is the mayor of MGTOWN. He needs to be paid for the hard work he does finding gem videos on YouTube. I'm going to show you a few of his finds in the next week or two. Anyways, thank you again to Raphael for his donation. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.